0: Hey, this is the Gig Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie Taylor. Welcome to a few gig tales. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes? In this subseries of the Gig Life Podcast, you'll hear some interesting tales, stories, anecdotes of life on the road, stage and studio, told by the musicians and the artists that were there. Sometimes their names will be changed or removed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Today's episode features three stories told by Jackie Barnes. The first two stories are about some experiences Jackie had in West Africa while he was studying at Berkeley, and the final story is a unique experience at a musical festival in Estonia with the Laki Doli group. Warning, this episode has some swearing, so listener discretion is advised. So, A Few Gig Tales Episode 3, here we go.
1: Check, check, one, two, telling stories with... Telling stories. <laughs> story time with Jackie. <laughs> Late night with Jack.
0: Late night with Jackie's face.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, man, you're on. You got
1: the good floor. Yeah. Well, good, good to be back. Yeah, it's
0: good to see you, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so where do I start? All right. Um, I'm going to start with a, um, with a story... Um, Oh, it would have been about 2008. Um, I, it was while I was studying at Berkeley. Um, I started taking a – it was one of those cool things. Going to Berkeley exposed me to so many different kind of, you know, opportunities and different things that I would never have been exposed to had I stayed in Australia. And I was kind of looking through my, um like, uh, class selections for one of my, uh, my second semester. And I noticed a class that was available for me to select was um, West African drum and dance. And I just thought, man, that's, that's cool. I want to, I want to do that. So I signed up for this class and anyway, it, it ended up um, being like such an amazing class. I met so many cool people through that and Joe Galliota, the the head of the African department at Berkeley and, yeah, it it was an awesome class. And I started doing that for a few semesters and eventually Joe pulled me aside and said, Oh, look, we're um, every, at the end of every, um, at the end of every school year, I take, I kind of pick seven to 10 or so students to take to West Africa and have this kind of cultural experience in Ghana. Um, And I'd love you to come. So this was the end of my, Oh, I'd say, I'd been at Berkeley for about a year and a half at this point. I'd done three semesters and um, and I was just like stoked to, to do something like that. I'd never been to Africa before. I thought this is super cool. Um, let's do it. Um, and then so we organized it all. Um, well, there's a couple of kind of funny stories that happened during that trip. The first was I remember Joe was such a stickler about like Make sure you've got your visas. Have you got your visas? And he'd like kind of tell all of us, Have you got, have you organized your visa yet? And, and we're like, Yeah, we, we're on it. It's all good. And he was just so like pedantic about it. So we, we, and, and got to the time when we were traveling, we flew from Boston to New York, did our kind of like stop over there, and we got to the gate in uh, a JFK to fly to Accra in Ghana. And, um, and they're doing the immigration before you get on the plane. And anyway, so they're like, everyone's got your visas. And we were all having a laugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, we we, we got them done. Don't worry, Joe. And anyway, so then they stopped Joe and said, where's your visa? And he opened his up and they said, your visa's expired. <laughs> 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 and so you know he'd been so on us to do it yeah. like the whole like months before this trip and then he his is a, his had expired i think it was like it was something ridiculous like 2 days before the trip and he just forgot to renew his he was yeah so we ended up getting on the plane um you know there was about 10 of us i think 9 or 10 of us and we're getting on a plane to west africa they we had to leave joe behind so our you know, teacher, chaperone, the guy who's organised the trip. We <laughs> left him in New York and we're on a plane to, to West Africa not knowing <laughs> yeah. we didn't have our itinerary, what are we doing, like what's going to happen. So we're on the plane like having a laugh and kind of joking about, you know, what's going to happen when we land and who's going to be there and just kind of yeah, it was a bit bit of like flying into the unknown. So anyway, we landed in Accra and um got off the plane, got our bags and stuff. We were all really excited. And luckily, you know, um, one of the locals from the village that we we're going to study in and, and, and stay in, he was there waiting for us and, uh, <laughs> we were all good. And Joe managed to get his visa sorted and he joined us at like, you know, two, three days later. Yeah, was good um, <laughs> 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 It was like, it was just, that was, that was a funny start to that trip. But in, a, anyway, um, a couple of days into the trip was um, the, actually the, the original story. I was thinking of telling, and then I thought of that part of yeah. it as well. Um, this is a, yeah, it's a crazy story. Um, anyway, we were a couple of days into the trip and we went from, uh, we, we ended up driving from Accra a couple of hours towards the Togo border and we were staying in a, like a small village called Kopea. Um, and it was one of the, it was like, you know, mud brick housing, you know, no running water, electricity, all that sort of stuff. It was a, you know, it was like going back into like an ancient time. It was, it was such a cool experience. But we we got in the car with some of the villagers and drove to, toward, further towards the Togo border to this little beachside town. I don't remember the, the town's name, but we were, you know, basically just playing football on the beach and, you know, having a bit of a fun day. Um, and anyway, I, I remember this day distinctly. It was like really crazy surf to the point where like the waves had eaten kind of away at the sand. And there was this big kind of like six foot drop that you have to jump off to get into the water. And I remember going for a quick swim and going, man, this, these rips are just absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. I'm not, I'm not going to go like right in. Yeah. Um, even as a good swimmer, you know, as a scuba diving instructor and that I was like, no, nah, I'm, I don't <laughs> feel confident swimming in this. It's like pretty dangerous. Um, so we were kind of just like, you know, throwing a ball around like in the shallows um, having a bit of fun, like pushing each other around. And I kind of was just at one point, I was just staring out to sea, and I kind of dug my um, left leg into the sand to um, stop myself from being dragged around. Cause it was like quite violent water and then out of nowhere, I just got uh, – one of my mates tackled me from behind and I had no idea it was coming. Um, and he one of my best mates, Michelle, and the big Brazilian guy is pretty similar size to me actually. And um, <laughs> he clattered me um, and my leg was in the sand and um, I felt a pop and then I could not – I couldn't move. I actually – I felt like a pop in this like crack and, I, and my first – thought was oh man he's broken my back um because i just couldn't move uh and i was like getting washed around the water to, like come to the surface and you know <laughs> being a bit of a joker they kind of everyone was like la- i could hear people laughing but then i got sucked under the water and then like didn't surface and then Michelle tells me now, he's like, man, I was standing like, dude, where are you? (laughs) And eventually I was like, help. And they realized that I was actually in a spot of bother and they kind of dragged me out of the water. Um, and then, you know, they had to, I, I couldn't, couldn't stand, couldn't walk. And they started to dig a kind of channel in that kind of six foot drop to drag me up onto the actual, you know, sand. Um, and, um, then kind of started to assess what had happened and, and, Turns out he'd completely dislocated my hip. Oh, geez. Um, so my my left hip had popped out and was just kind of like I could feel this lump and I was just like, Oh my god, that was and you know, so then I was starting to go into shock and <laughs> there's actually photos on Facebook of all the group like jumping around me and taking photos, selfies and stuff. <laughs> while while I'm sitting there just screaming in pain classic um and and just thinking like we're in a we're in a small village like a rural village on the border of Ghana and Togo yeah and like who knows where the nearest hospital is and anyway, so then there, then our, our chaperone had gone to try and find help because the our car had gone back to the village which was about a 45 minute drive away um and um, and then just by chance, this guy happened to be like pushing this cart down the beach with some vegetables on it to take it to a local market. Um, so our guys negotiated with him, gave him some money, and they put me on the cart <laughs> next to, amongst the veggies. And, um, and it was like one of those things like the wheels were different size. So when yeah. they were pushing it, it was like kind of, jumping around and i was kind of I was screaming because every time the wheels turned yeah. to like bump and oh, i was like bumpy on the sand as well i was like why would you wheel a cart down a beach like yeah. <laughs> but, anyway they wheeled me like a couple hundred meters down the beach and into this village um and they found this kind of like random doctor like uh, yeah it was it was really bizarre like i, I just remember like he didn't didn't speak any English he spoke um because Ghana's an English speaking country but togo's french mm. um so I noticed he was talking french and i I speak fluent French, so I was able to communicate with him but um before I knew it, they had me on this table in this room of this guy's this guy's house on the border of togo and Ghana. <laughs> And then the next thing, I, I I feel them injecting me with something, and I'm like freaking out, like, <laughs> dude, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> what no consent?
1: What like what? No consent. They just jabbed <laughs> oh, me with something. I was like, what is like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, and then within like within like oh, I don't know like two minutes, my whole like. From my belly down was just completely numb, oh,
0: geez.
1: which was great because I was in so much pain. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, "What do they inject me <laughs> with?" And I'm in like a village in West Africa. Yeah. And I'm just injected by a dude in his like <laughs> in, in his house. Um, I so I was kind of like, and then, and then he was like trying to kind of like he was pulling my leg around, trying to get it back into place, and wasn't working. Um, eventually, he just said his he gave me a strip of painkillers. Here, take this. Um, you're going to have to get to the the hospital in Accra in the capital, which is like a four hour drive away, but you know, you're going to have to get there eventually. And yeah. So then, um, when we, the car came, the, the car turned up, took us back to the village where we were staying. And like, there's photos. It's, it's, really, it's hilarious. Like there's photos of this, one of the dancers in the village doing handstands on my back, trying to push my hip back in and like, I'm like grimacing in pain. Like it, it, it was just crazy. Like I spent the, the next week and a half or so, just like, you know, playing the drums to keep my, to keep my mind off the pain and like, you know, learning and studying their culture. Yeah. I had an incredible time. I was in so much pain, but it was like <laughs> such an amazing trip. Yeah. And and like every day, this guy would do handstands on me, trying to push my hip back in. Someone else would grab me and try and kind of pull the pull the hip joint back in, and t- to no avail. And um, it was only after a couple of weeks we went to a few different parts of Ghana. We ended up in Accra, back in the capital. And finally, I just said to Michelle, "Look, man, I'm in so much pain. Like, I we, like while my hip was out, I did like a, a rainforest canopy walk where we like were 100 meters above the ground in like." on these like yeah little kind of rope bridges and stuff and I was like doing all this hobbling around with my hip out and <laughs> eventually got to a point a couple of weeks into the trip where I was like no I'm just in too much pain. I need to go to the hospital. Someone needs to take me to Accra. Yep. To the hot so they they organized a the car. Michelle like insisted on coming with me because he felt so bad about messing up my hip. <laughs> and um we got to the capital, got to the hospital. There was a, um, you know, a doctor there who had studied in America. Um, immediately the first thing she said was, don't put your hip back in. I'm like, oh, there, people have been like probably 10 different people have been trying to push it back in for like <laughs> two weeks. And she's like, it's a good thing they didn't because there's a quite a common thing to happen when you dislocate your hip is for the major artery that runs down your leg to get caught in between the joint and the oh, and the hip shit. bone. And when you pop it back in, if that's in the way, you'll internally bleed out and die. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, okay, maybe we shouldn't put the hip back in.
0: <laughs> couple um, of weeks
1: in, <laughs> and she said, um, she said, look, I can uh, do the scans now, and um, we can relocate your hip here, but you're probably going to be staying here for an extra couple of weeks. And I was like, look, um, and she she said, and it's going to probably be more than your insurance for you. your travel insurance probably isn't going to cover it. All this sort of stuff. And I was like, you know, I don't really want to be in a, you know, <laughs> local hospital in West Africa doing like you know major stuff so she was like my recommendation is go home fly home end your trip go back home Mm. where you can go see your specialist in you know in your country and Mm. and it'll be covered by your medical you know um insurance and so i i then i then ended the trip early it was meant to be a three and a half week trip i I ended it after just over two weeks Mm. um and um flew yeah Accra back to to New York, New York, Boston, Boston, San Fran, San Fran, Sydney in economy about 46 hour trip with my hip dislocated. <laughs> got back, got the scans done. Yeah. Then finally saw my specialist and he said, oh, your, the artery's out of the way. Let's get it back in. And within like five minutes, straight back oh, in. Oh, And it was the biggest relief once it went back in. It was yeah. like, oh. It was so. It was so good, <laughs> um, and and I've surprisingly had very little issues from it since. There wasn't yep. much in terms of um, uh, ligament or ligament damage or scar tissue. Yep. Um, I, I do. I do feel the aches and pains occasionally, but um, but for the most part, it's um. It, it was a full recovery, but it was out. It was out of the joint for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and pretty damn uncomfortable but well, um, well done <laughs> but it's still one of the best trips I've ever been on in my life that's and one time. of the one of the best musical experiences yeah. I've had in my life yeah. Um, but yeah <laughs> fantastic in Ghana with a with a dislocated hip
0: fantastic that's great man
1: <laughs> so um This is a – what year was this? Um, We're going back a couple of years now, I think 2017, I think it was. And uh, I was on tour with the Lockie Dolly group around Europe. It was one of the first big European tours I did with Lockie over there. Um, And it was a really, really kind of long, um, amazing, frustrating, tiring, exhausting, incredible tour. Like it was one of those – we were there for, you know, the better part of three months, I think it was. And, um, you know, driving around in a, in a pretty uncomfortable van. Um, just, you know, I think we clocked about 25,000 Ks in those couple of months, um, just driving around Europe doing incredible shows, but like crazy shit happened on that, on that tour. Um, and the, the first, the first story that comes to mind happened towards the end of the tour. Like we were pretty, Pretty ragged by then and pretty Tired and we'd just kind of Done a little run in southern Italy um, Where like our van got broken Into some stuff got stolen Out of the van um, You know we, we were down In kind of Calabria which is a pretty Unforgiving place um, But but then and then we went to Sicily And it was super cool we got ripped off On the ferry going over there Um but played some really incredible shows in some incredible places. But then we, we had this fly date in Estonia in between Italy and like I think it was Switzerland or something like that. And um, and we flew from, from Italy to Estonia, got picked up by these guys that take us to um, – well, we stayed in, in Tallinn in the capital and then we went down to the uh, to a place called Harpsolu, um about an hour and a half I think it was outside of Tallinn to play this festival Augusti blues, which is a blues festival. One of the biggest ones in, um, in that part of Europe in, in Northern Europe. Um, and the it was super cool. Like we were so pumped because we'd looked into the festival. We knew that the the site was at this kind of like old castle that was kind of in ruins and it was like just a super cool place to play music. And we were just, Absolutely pumped! We were we were playing we were like the one of I think we're second to last before Eric Gales, um, who's incredible. So we were pumped for that as well. Uh, And we got there in the afternoon, and there was a band on before us that was a Ukrainian blues band. And I remember standing side stage, looking at the singer, was like, "Man, this guy is enormous! Like he had gigantism. So you know, he had the really big protruding forehead and was like, (laughs) kind of looked like Andre the Giant or yeah, like or like lurch or something like that. Oh, what's
0: what's that? Um, uh, Jaws off the. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, James Bond movie. What's his name?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I got, I got it. I got the. Picture. Yeah, so he,
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of looked like that, and he yeah. he kind of the the guitar looked like a like a ukulele on him because he was so big. <laughs> um, and they and they weren't a particularly good band, but they were just like a you know pretty straight ahead blues band. And we were kind of just walking around the festival, having fun, and and they were, you know, they were singing a version of "Blues is my business and business is good," but they changed the words to "Love is my business and business is good." <laughs> and we were kind of having a laugh at that, kind of you know, just yeah, just enjoying the festival and kind of having a laugh. And anyway, we, we kind of started to make our way back towards the stage, and we're at the and we got stopped at the merch desk, and we were doing some signatures, um, and then suddenly there was silence, and we we're like, uh, oh that's weird they're only like you know 25 30 minutes or 20 minutes into their set or something we're like it's weird that they've stopped and and you know the the crowd was real quiet we're like oh they're not getting a cheer yeah so yeah anyway so and then we kind of we finished our signatures and we kind of looked up at the stage and realized that the singer had, had collapsed on the stage um and they were performing cpr on him oh and we were like so we we ran backstage and they kind of cordoned off the backstage we were kind of then um we oh then they brought the ambulances in to try and kind of you know look after him and which blocked our route in or out so we were just back in this like tiny backstage area with a clear view of them working on him on the stage and um it must have been, oh, I reckon it was probably at least three hours. They worked on him on the stage and then they, they took him away and he, and he, he died. Um, and, and, and then, um, you know, so we were kind of just like sitting there, like we heard that he passed away in the ambulance on the way to the, the, the hospital in Tallinn and we're like, just like, Oh my God. Um, and we were sitting there with this other other three piece blues, so there was another blues band on before us, and then us, and then they like the organizers about an hour after that, so everything's been delayed by like three four hours, and finally the organizers like the crowd stayed silent they didn't kind of booge here they were just like kind of just stood where they were. no one left. it was just kind of like everyone was in this kind of limbo, kind of thinking what the what the fuck is going on and um then eventually the, the organizer of the festival came up to the, the blues band, us and the blues band next to us who were going on next and said, all right, um, the stage is yours. (laughs) (laughs) And, and it was kind of like, we were like, do we like, do we like, and and the band, the three piece band went on and did like a 20 minute set and they came off and they were kind of like, that was weird. And we and then they were like, okay, the stage is yours. And we're like, "Um, this is like, Obviously, you know, we're a band that kind of thrives off, like, energy and, like, enjoyment and, like, we (laughs) want to have a good time, but is it wrong to have a good time? Like, we were just, like, this feels, like, it feels really strange. And um, we went on stage and the crowd was so incredible and receptive and we ended up having an incredible show. Um, But, yeah, but in the back of our minds was, like, this is, like, Man, it's crazy that we were like a couple of hours ago. Singer just fucking dropped dead on the stage, like. Yeah. Um, and you know, so we would played our show. It, it was an amazing show. We 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 had a great time, but it was kind of you know, it was just a bizarre thing. And then and then Eric Gales went on and absolutely shredded it. Absolutely killed it. It was incredible. Um. And you know, we we flew out we flew out of Estonia the next day with this kind of like man, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, yeah. It, he'd it was of,
0: – You'd kind of want to skip the after party, eh? Because
1: – Yeah. Fuck. And, and, you know, like, because, you know, we were like for for hours, like a couple of hours there, we were with the, you know, we were kind of consoling the bandmates of, yeah. of him because like, the the band were like off, off the stage by that point when they were working on him. And we were just kind of – we didn't know these guys and they, you know, didn't really speak much English. They are from Ukraine and they just kind of – we were just – yeah, just offering the support. And, yeah, it was just a, a crazy thing to happen on, on, on you know, towards the end of a really intense tour. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it, it, we'll, we'll never forget that. It was, a, um, yeah, just a crazy thing to happen. I'd never seen anyone d- die on stage. Mm-hmm. You know, you've obviously, I've heard of stories of, of musicians dropping on stage and, you know, it's like, you never think you'll see it, especially at a, yeah. a you know celebratory festival in summer in Europe. And yeah, fuck, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy story, man. Yeah, it's, man. It, it was crazy. It was yeah. So
0: <laughs> I don't, don't, yeah, I don't mean I'm not laughing because it's funny. It's just it, I'm kind of shocked by it. But like when you're when that stage manager or the organiser came up and said, oh, you know, you, you guys are going to keep playing, did you, like, go through your set list and go, well, what's let's kind of look at the songs we're playing and well, l- the, luckily bo- we the vocal is going to be sick.
1: Sing- <laughs> luckily we weren't playing, like, you know, Lonely Teardrops by Jackie Wilson or something. Like. <laughs> My heart is yeah. Crying, crying, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah we'll stay- actually I heard
1: that he, he the, well, the story is that he, Collapsed on stage after singing that line, Jesus, and went into a coma for ten years, and then died. So, yeah, <laughs> luckily we didn't have any any songs about heart attacks or. Yes. You know, but yeah, but we, we just kind of were more like, we were more like, oh, we we're going on, yeah, like, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, and the crowd hadn't moved, like no one had left. There was still like you know, probably ten thousand people there, just kind yeah. of, and and you couldn't ask for a cooler setting. Like I, I posted a photo, a, a throwback to it a couple of days ago on my on my Instagram and I, it just popped up on my memories and I was like, mm. oh, man, what a crazy day that was. But, man, like, you know, 10,000 people, this stage set up next to this incredible old, like, castle ruins. Yeah. It was like, and and I'd always wanted to go to Estonia and it was like, and it, it was super cool. The people were great. Um, The festival was really well organised. The sound was great. It was like, it was, you know, all, all apart from that, Fucking tragedy was a, a really awesome festival, but um, yeah, just gotta, yeah,
0: gotta just, stay professional, right?
1: Well, it was just crazy, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. He, the stage is yours. I'm like, fuck, yep. do we enjoy this or do we like, yeah, like, and we just like, you know what, the show must go on, yep, um, you, you just gotta, you know, yep. and, and and it's one of those things, you know, you just gotta get on with it, mm. um, and we were like, well, let's just go and fucking rock out for our fallen comrade yeah man wow
0: wow (laughs) I hope you dug those three stories from Jackie for more information on Jackie Barnes see the links in the show notes Um, stay tuned for a few Gig Tales episode three if you have a Gig Tale and you want to share it get in touch with me via the socials Um, links also down in the show notes don't forget to subscribe share rate and review and you can also donate or leave a tip Um, that's it for me Catch you soon, eh? Cheers.